This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. And welcome, welcome, good morning, good afternoon on this wonderful, well, depending, I guess, where you are, but uh, Memorial Day weekend, at least you get the extra day off, and uh, hopefully you have a good time to spend with your families and maybe some uh, good barbecues or whatever you do on Memorial Day. And uh, for me, it's just a great extra day off. I love that. Anyway, uh, we're here for you. You You're here with Dr. Jeff Werber, your host for the next 30 minutes here on Pet Life Radio's Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff. Um, answer your questions, talk about pets, whatever it is that you want to talk about. You can reach us a number of ways. Of course, the easy way, 877-385-8882, toll-free, no excuse, 877-385-8882. Of course, you can also join us here live, Google Hangouts. Just go on to the Pet Life Radio website.com. So PetLifeRadio.com, you can go on to shows, scroll down to Ask the Best with Dr. Jeff, and you will see a link there to Google Hangouts. That's the best way because that's fun. Uh, we get to see you. You get to see me. And uh, if you want to have your pet on your lap or or next to you, if it's a big dog or something, and we can talk, ask any questions. We'll uh, give you answers and um, help you out. Uh, as I mentioned many, many times before, you will continue to hear it. Uh, you can also get me pretty much almost anytime on our live DVM app and uh, get used to telemedicine. Get used to it, telehealth, telemedicine, because uh, we are now a number of companies out there, including one that I work with, Live DBM, that will be able to give you 24-hour veterinary access. I got a letter the other day from a colleague. He's been practicing for 40 years. He's a very seasoned practitioner, and he comments, and boy, like talk about hitting the nail on the head. There are two specialty and emergency groups that opened up near him within two miles of his practice. He says he really likes the specialty groups. It's great to have the specialist, the surgeon, the internist, the neurologist, the dermatologist, um, as he needs it you know, for those really, really challenging cases when you need an expert. But he says since the emergency centers opened up, it's really put a dent in his practice. And one of the reasons, and he sees these bills coming from these emergency clinics, and he just is shocked. Dogs are coming in for simple things, and these guys are running every single test in the book. This has been my, you know, sort of the thorn in my side for years, which is one of the reasons why I do my own emergencies. I, I allow clients to reach me 24-7. I save them hundreds and hundreds. I'd say over the my 34 years, thousands and thousands of dollars. And uh, most of the emergencies, as we know, about 80% of emergencies aren't. And so to run to emergency clinic because you're in panic, but you have nobody to talk to, I get it. But these emergency clinics often are manned at night by young doctors who graduated in May, and they're all of a sudden working these night shifts with nobody to to help, nobody to talk to. What they know about veterinary medicine is really, really a small amount because you don't learn much of anything practically in school. You're learning the academics, but you don't know how to do, what to do. You have no wisdom. So they're testing for everything because they're so afraid they're going to miss something. And guess who pays for it? You do. And then when you really need something from your own veterinarian, uh, you're tapped out. Literally, I've seen bills $15,000, $13,000 a night because they're running every single test that they know. And uh, boy, it really peeves me off. I'm sure you can tell from the tone of my voice. So anyway, maybe start taking advantage of some telemedicine, telehealth. If you have any questions right now, give us a call and we can actually talk about it. I also want to thank our sponsors, PerfumePremium.com. Perfume. So basically, we teamed up with 
my product line, uh, which was Dr. Jeff Werber. And um, basically, great products, great smelling, very effective, relatively inexpensive. And you can get it online at pawfroompremium.com. They last a long time. We have great skin and coat care wellness products. Some of my favorite are my skin and coat emollient spray. We don't even have that in, in my practice. Nobody has a really good emollient spray, but mine is amazing. My ear cleaner was the number one selling ear cleaner at Petco. And uh, now it's exclusive to pawfroompremium.com. It's amazing. Great shampoos, great smelling things. My first aid spray is great. There's really no easy first aid sprays. I mean, we have things like Bactine. You know, Neosporin, yes, it can work in a pinch, but the problem with that is it's too greasy, it's too oily, it's, it's too occlusive. We don't like rubbing that on skin. So um, again, first aid spray, it's fantastic. And uh, to introduce you to these great product lines, Parfum Premium is offering a 20% discount. So when you go online to parfumpremium.com, and you uh, put in on the, the discount code Dr. Jeff, just D-R-J-E-F-F, and you'll get 20% off at checkout. You can't beat that. That's great. So um, still here, still nursing. You can see maybe, maybe not. My sling from my shoulder surgery, just a, three more weeks in this thing, and then I get to start working it out, and uh, hopefully everything worked great. Anyway, so if you, we want to hear from you, 877-385-8882. As many of you know who listen to the show, we like to go through the news and see what is new. Maybe something will just strike a nerve with you, and you're going to say, oh, my God, I know that, or I, I was worried about that. Let me call, talk to Dr. Jeff, and let's, uh, let's get some real answers. Well, now's your chance to talk to me live here on the show. If you are shy, another way you can do it is to send me an email to drjeff, drjeff at petliferadio.com. Mark Winter, our wonderful producer, will forward it to me, and we will maybe I'll, I'll talk about it live on the next show. So, um, but anyway, we want to get you answers. We want you to just really love that relationship you have with your pets, and anything I can do to help mold and solidify and strengthen that relationship makes me one happy camper. So here is something that um, some interesting stuff that I read. We're going to talk about at the end, second half of the show uh, a couple of things that, that I had to deal with this week. And I love to sort of bring that to you because I know it's going to strike a nerve with some, somebody out there. And um, we're going to get that right after the break. Meanwhile, this was interesting. Puppies are cutest when they basically need people the most. So here's a study that was done. Basically, when feral dogs, when they abandon their pups, it's around eight weeks, so two months of age. And the pups now have to learn how to scavenge or figure out a way to get adopted. Well, a study found that people find that two-month-old puppies are cuter than newborn puppies or older dogs. So there may be something from an, an evolutionary standpoint in the development that makes them that cute at that perfect time when they're going to be left alone by their moms and they need to fend for themselves and they need to scavenge, they need to learn, or they get lucky enough, they're so cute, they, they get adopted by somebody. So is it just happens by chance? Or is there something in evolution that just makes it that those eight to 10 to 12 week old puppies are just the cutest things ever? And uh, I have to tell you, yes, they are. I mean, newborns are interesting. I mean, they're cute because they're brand new, but yeah, think of babies. Come on, let's be real here. I, mean, I have kids, I have grandkids. When they're just coming out, they're not always so cute. But a month or so later, they're adorable. So anyway, I think that is very interesting. As we are approaching flea and tick season, we're, we're here. 
And I know that from my practice, I'm seeing a lot of fleas already. We have terrible flea problems here in Southern California. Ticks, not as much, but we see them. But really, it's something you should consult with your veterinarian. There are a lot of OTC products are not that great. Some of the the largest brand OTC products that were in the past fantastic are now not working so well. We are starting to see is, according to Dr. Mike Dryden, my good friend who is chief of parasitology at Kansas State University School of Veterinary Medicine, where they call him Dr. Flea. He's one of the world's experts. And they, in their laboratory, have been seeing the R word, where the R word is the resistance. So we're seeing this in a lot of, of the OTC flea and tick products. You need to talk to your veterinarians, get the right thing. As far as natural remedies like essential oils and apple cider vinegar, no one in the lab has proven these to be effective. So, you know, don't kid yourself. The products out there available through your vet are extremely safe, very effective. There's some out there, they're monthly, you can do topical, you can do oral. There's one out there that I like. It's, it's actually good for uh, 12 weeks for fleas, but you need to talk to your vet. Okay. And, um, and, oh, okay. This is great. This is, um, I'm going to, it's perfect. So this is a note that Mark just said to me. Oh, Mark, if we can print that up again, I just lost it. So two dogs were treated with frontline, which we're not too happy with. Our no longer haired dog was just too messy. Both their vets recommended next guard for them. So should we give preventive just in case they encounter more ticks? We don't plan to bring them to any kind of area or their state park, et cetera, et cetera. The preventive safe for long-term use. What do you recommend? I appreciate the help. So this was from Penny in Loveland, Colorado. So yes, uh, definitely this time of year, you want to stay on a preventative. NextGuard is a very good product. It's very safe. It's effective. Frontline, which was one of the best out there and was one of the first out there, it's really not the fault of the product. And it's still safe. It's still safe. But the effectiveness issue is one that just think of it from an insect standpoint. And if you talk to any entomologist, all right, it's no wonder that after 20 some odd years of a product being out in the market, it's going to lose its efficacy. It just does because insects are amazing at mutating to the point of developing resistances to uh, certain insecticides. That's why all these big brands, they're changing their formulations every few years because they know that it's going to get to the point where these insects are just going to laugh at what you're throwing at them. So I would think that this time of year, very safe, especially when you think about the diseases that fleas and ticks carry. Now, fleas, of course, you know, more than like, it's just the tapeworm, it's flea allergy dermatitis, not a lot of things, but ticks, ticks are vectors for many rickettsial diseases, Babesia, Rocky Mountain spotted fever, ehrlichiosis. I mean, a lot of really bad stuff and very treatable, especially if you catch it early. And ticks are, I mean, they latch on and they'll come on, you'll find them in your socks, you'll find them on your leg. And you just, if you're going through the, um, and you're hiking in hiking trails and in mountains, and they're just really all over the place, state parks. So yes, I would definitely continue using something, uh, even if you're not doing a lot, because they are everywhere. They're tenacious and they do carry with them a lot of potential diseases. So I'm a big fan of continuing something. I do like NextGuard. It's a once a month, it's oral. Very effective. So um, in answer to your question, and that's, that's why I'm here. I'm here to answer these questions for you. You know, I think some of these OTC products, as like, like the Frontline, which were phenomenal in the past, it, it's just that it, it's been on the market too long and they haven't changed the formulation. And the active ingredient called Fipronil. And, and also, a lot of these companies will, will sell the Fipronil to other companies. So if you're looking for an effective product, if you see that the active ingredient is Fipronil, F-I-P-R-O-N-I-L, Think twice, talk to your veterinarian, 
and let's get to something that's just newer technology and probably more effective. Stay away from the natural stuff. That's not going to work. Now, speaking of pests, we find that bats, one of the things that bats love to munch on are mosquitoes. And we know mosquitoes carry a lot of diseases. They're vectors for, you know, many things, malaria for one. But uh, how about heartworm disease in dogs and cats? And bats love mosquitoes. So um, leave those bats alone. Yeah, they're, they're scary. And you hear all sorts of weird stories about them. They, they latch into your head and you got to shave your hair off and all that. You know, that, yeah, they're frightening. But uh, they really do help control the mosquito population. So there's some good to them as well. This was a huge story. Volunteers across the country. Some dog lived in Arizona. His name was Jake, seven-year-old coonhound that made it somehow, they don't know, he escaped from his yard in, in Arizona. They found him in Pennsylvania, 2,000 miles away. And yet the owner couldn't get back there to pick the dog up. Well, anyway, a great rescue group there in Pennsylvania set literally a lot of their followers uh, that they've had from Facebook and Instagram, et cetera, and Twitter. And they set up a chain of volunteers to each drive a couple hundred miles. And they got Jake back the 2,000 miles from Pennsylvania all the way back home to Arizona. That's really cute. Another quick story before the break. And that is that they're, so it's called experimental immunotherapy. And so, you know, look, cancers are also pretty tenacious. And a lot of the treatments that we have, whether it's chemotherapy, whether it's radiation therapy, uh, surgical removal, of course, these have some efficacy, but some cancers uh, don't really respond well. And they're really, really hard to beat. Well, immunotherapy, they, now what they're doing is in research, they're taking some of the cancer and turning it into a vaccine. They're taking some of the cells. They are eliminating the portion of the cell. They don't want to obviously mess with the antigenicity, but they do the part that stops, that continues to grow, where it doesn't respond the way normal cellular growth does. And they then inject it back into the patient. Now, as a vaccine, the body starts making antibodies. The goal, of course, being that these antibodies now will start attacking the real cancer. This has been done with mast cells. There are some tumors that they're already using this with. They're showing really an effective way to fight and beat some of these cancers. So you know, obviously, we're going to keep an eye on that because that is very, very important for some cancer treatment. I mean, we know that roughly 60% of dogs over the age of six years of age are going to develop some sort of cancer. That's pretty frightening. Anyway, uh, we're at that point. Halfway in the show, don't go away. We'll be right back after these words, and we've got some more things to talk about. So... See you in a minute. Sit, stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Hey, cat people. Litter box smells always on your mind. Think about your cat, not the box. With world's best cat litter, the litter that delivers big odor control in a tiny package. World's best cat litter harnesses the concentrated power of corn to trap odors deep inside the litter. Ready to knock out smells and use less litter? Find world's best cat litter at Target, Walmart, and in your local grocery and pet stores. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Dynavite for life. Pick up two tubes of Dogosuds. Get the third tube free. Peppermint, tea tree, lavender, Dogosud shampoo. Made with all-natural coconut, jojoba, aloe. Great for healthy skin and soft, shiny coats. But no itchy, harsh chemicals. Lather up, rinse away. Try Dogosuds. Buy two, get one free. At Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. 
When Helen Brown ran away to New York City five years ago, she had no idea that a homeless cat with a punk rock haircut and enough catitude to light up the Empire State Building would be the one to teach her the true meaning of love and a forever home. In the tradition of her internationally best-selling memoir, Cleo, Helen Brown's Bono, the amazing story of a rescue cat who inspired a community, is a heartwarming true story about a woman without an anchor a homeless cat without much hope, and finding a forever home in the city that never sleeps. Modern Cat Magazine calls Bono an uplifting tale about how everyone deserves love and a second chance. Bono by Helen Brown is on sale now everywhere. Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. And welcome back. You're here live with Dr. Jeff Werber here on Pet Life Radio. Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff. And what I wanted to talk about today, and this is something, you know, it's funny. I, I posted this on my Instagram. By the way, please follow my Instagram at Dr. Jeff Werber. Uh, you get to see, just, you will see so many cute dogs. You'll see why I am smiling all the time because I get to play with these dogs and cats every day and it's the best thing ever. But, you know, I see a lot of things coming through my office. And this is something where I posted it. I got mail from most of the people were people that work in malls. And I'll explain why that was so critical is because they see this all the time and it drives them nuts and it drives me nuts. And it's because most people just don't know. What they don't know is that escalators are very dangerous for dogs. Let me repeat, escalators and dogs don't go together well. And here's why. So an escalator starts, as you know, it's kind of flat. And then that stair comes up out of nowhere. For most of the ride, it's a normal staircase. Dogs can do great on staircases. But what they don't know is that at the very end, when that top stair disappears, right? And they don't know that they have to literally jump, jump off over that threshold back onto the regular floor. Their feet get stuck in that grate. It's like a guillotine. It literally chops toes off. And I've seen it so many times. And I had a case just this week of a little chihuahua. Her name is Lily. And she lost a toe. Fortunately, not the entire toe, but there are three little bones in the digit, P1, P2, P3. P3 is the part that actually, it's the nail bed. It actually grows the nail. Well, the escalator took off the entire P3. Fortunately, it saved P1, P2. So she'll still have a little, she'll have a little toe, but she'll never have a nail again. And bleeding all over the place. It's a mess. The owners, of course, freak and panic. The dogs freaks and panic. Sometimes they try to bite you because you're in so much pain. All because you're not supposed to take your dog on an escalator. Now, can a dog be trained? Yes, of course they can. But they have to be trained. They have to be taught that at the top, you use your command like jump or up or off. And they jump off the thing before the stair disappears. But I can't tell you over the years how many of these I see. When I'm in a mall or I'm in a public place and I see a dog, I cringe. I say, no, pick your dog up. Don't let him go on the escalator. And you know, most of these places, of course, have elevators, right, for handicap access. So, you know, if you can't, if you have a dog that has not ridden, is not a pro on an escalator, do not let him or her ride the escalator with you. But 
Of course, instead, take the elevator or take the stairs. They're good, good to stairs. But uh, escalators are really dangerous. This poor dog, Lily, is gonna is gonna be fine. Sans one toenail, but uh, you know she's. She, you can see pictures of her on my Instagram. She's really cute, very sweet, and now toeless. Well, I should say toenailless, one foot. The other thing, I see this again. Now, a number of weeks ago, I think I told you about the corn cob and the rescue dog, a pit bull, that actually was went in a new home, started vomiting. They could swore up and down. They, the dog didn't get a hold of anything. And uh, the x-rays really were not that helpful. But we watched the dog for a day, and I just was not happy. And I, you know, I go through this a lot, and I have to ask myself questions. When there's a doubt or there's a history of something that could be really bad, even though you can't make the diagnosis, you have to ask yourself the following. And that is, what is the harm if we get a little bit more aggressive and then find out we didn't need to? versus sitting back, not getting aggressive, and then find out you really needed to. So one, in a case like this, both of these, it was an issue of surgery. The dog was vomiting, couldn't even take a barium, a dye that we tried. Nothing clearly showed up on x-ray. So there was nothing we see, like, of course, metallic objects or stones or bones, things that that are very dense will show up on an x-ray. But sometimes you really don't see, you, you might see a gas pattern that would suggest a foreign body but you don't necessarily see the foreign body. So the first one, we said there was one area that was a density, couldn't tell what it was, but it was pretty stable for, you know, by the next day, we took the x-rays again to see if it would, if it would something that would pass. And it was in exactly the same spot. Well, we went in, sure enough, it was a corn cob. And bottom line is everything's great. This one, there was nothing you could see, but the history was such that the dog was, as we say, ADR, ain't doing right. Just tremendous amount of ileus. Nothing was moving. Total gas pattern. And he was, even though it's so interesting, she, it's a she, she was not painful in her belly at all. And that's sometimes a real, you know, easy way to tell you. You start palpating them and they object to the palpation. They squint in pain. They maybe try to bite you. Then you know that you probably have to go in and take a look. So it was a rescue situation. Talked to the rescue group and we decided, yep, we're damned if we don't go in and should have. So what's the worst scenario? It's a few extra dollars. We open her up just to, and again, I tell this to people all the time. When you have a situation like this and you open up and there's nothing there, it's just like a really bad ileus or just a, an, an itis, meaning an, an inflammation of, so it could be a gastritis and enteritis. Just by knowing that it's, there's not a blockage helps for your diagnosis. That sets your mind at ease. You're, you're not in panic mode anymore because you know there's nothing there. It's just a tincture of time and medication and we'll get things moving again. But if you didn't go in and there was something in there, you can have a dead dog, which is really bad. So we went in and sure enough, some we, I don't even know what it was. It was something blocking part of the intestine. But what we also found out, interestingly, this was not the first time that this dog was cut. Because this also, we realized, had a very large incision. This was not her spay incision because it was large. And her intestines had, were full of adhesions. And that tells us that there had been a surgery there before. And part of the problem in this case was that they sort of twisted and tangled a little bit. So that was obstructing the ability for this object to pass. And then what happens is the intestine sort of clamps down on it. And now it can't move. And um, we had to do what's called an RNA resection and anastomosis. So we had to remove about six to eight inches of bowel and then sew the two ends together. And then we tried to close up all the holes where the twisting from last time happened. And uh, fortunately, you know, she's doing really well. So I guess the take-home lesson here is be careful. And if you have a dog, now, clearly, if this wasn't a rescue situation, somebody would have known that this dog had a tendency to eating things it shouldn't be eating. 
But because it was rescue, and they don't tell you all the stories, they don't tell you they spent thousands of dollars doing a surgery, now it's doing it again. So, you know, we know very little sometimes about these rescue animals. So if you know that your dog has a tendency to eat things like that, inanimate objects, we call it pica, then keep them away, keep the garbage cans shut. Don't, you know, when you take them for a walk, even at night, bring a flashlight, make sure they don't pick anything up. It can be deadly. It's very, very frightening. And um, so know your dogs, be really careful, know the, the potential hazards, know the things they like to chew on. And um, again, what is the best treatment is prevention. If you can prevent these things from happening in the first place, then everybody is going to win. Anyway, uh, that's all we have time for today. If you have any questions like Penny from Loveland did, please, uh, you can get a hold of me. Just send me a little text. Uh, you can send me an email to um, drjeff at petliferadio.com. You can join us here on the show live. We'd love that. And um, again, that way I get to see you and um, get to see your pets at the same time. Once again, thank you to Perfume. Don't forget, perfumepremium.com and go online to make your order. I guarantee you will love this stuff. The stuff's guaranteed anyway. But if you put in Dr. Jeff as in the discount code line, you will receive 20% off at checkout. So can't beat that. that. That's a great way to start some of these things and try them for the first time. You're going to love the smells. You're going to love how effective they are. You're going to love the price, especially at 20% off. And uh, a lot of these things are, are products you cannot find anywhere else. That kind of makes it kind of special, doesn't it? So um, and once again, we will then um, be here next week. And follow me on Instagram at Dr. Jeff Werber. And uh, if nothing else, you're going to, well, you get some education. I like to do stories. We talk about different things, but you're going to see some really, really cute things. Okay. Until next week, have a great week. Have a wonderful Memorial Day and um, send me some questions. Keeps me happy. See you next week. Let's Talk Pets every week on demand only on PetLifeRadio.com.